comes. Thank you. Father, we thank you for Austin, his ministry, his calling. We thank you for his leadership. And we pray, Father, that as he shares what's on your heart, that, Lord, again, we will receive that, Lord, the words that, Father, are on your heart, Father, would be transferred and trans and communicated to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was excellent. Uh, well, I certainly learned a lot from it. There was one thing that he, was, he said, though, which made me laugh, which was the fact that uh, I think it was the analogy you had about the torch. Um, I said to him, he's probably not been to Africa for a long time because I've actually seen a man with a lantern and a stick tied to the lantern sitting on the bonnet of a car in the night giving light. No headlights are not working. Master, go left. Go. <laughs> so that, that really made me laugh. <laughs> you haven't been. Okay. We thank God. Hallelujah. Another thing that um, came to me quite forcibly when he was um, speaking, and it's quite interesting because I haven't done this for a long time, stand behind the pulpit. And the last time I did, we had Bibles. You know, now I've got, um, I tell you, <laughs> I've never done a twit in my life, but I'm going to follow my notes because if I start talking, as those of you that know me, I have a tendency to, to go on and on. Amen. And so we're going to stick. I've been given the assignment. We're going to stick to the notes. But I want us to look at a couple of things. We're going to take a quick walk through Scripture. Um, but there are four eyes. That this, I always say this. But how many of you realize that you, you can't get, how many of us first of all want an increase in our lives? Can I see by the raising of your hand? Increase. In whatever area, whether business, whether it's family, spiritual, how many of us want an increase? Okay, put your hand. How many of us don't want increase? Okay, so I guess that's all of us. Well, do you know it's not possible to have increase without involvement? Not possible. Uh, and it's not possible to be involved without identifying. So first there's identification. If you want to write your notes down, I don't preach. I, I will tend to teach. There's identification. Then the second I is involvement. Then there is investment. Then there is increase. And every major corporation that I've ever studied or gotten to know uses this principle from Marks and Spencers to Lidl to Aldi to whatever else you can think of. They use this principle. They get you to identify, first of all. That's the mannequin in the window. You know, that as you walk by the dress, the shoes, that's identification. And I'm not just talking about women. Men is exactly the same. It's identification. Then you think to yourself, hmm, that looks nice. Okay. So you know what, I'm, I haven't got the time, but I'm going to go into that shop. So you go in, and you get involved. You touch it. You feel it. You try it on even. You know, and you think, how does it look on me? Does my bum look nice in this? You know, whatever. <laughs> and then what happens is you make an investment. And then there's increase. You're increased by having a new outfit. The shop is increased by having your money. It's a principle that works in every single area of our lives. 
Same with our marriages. Same with the church. In our church, if you want increase, I don't know what you came here today to do. And I know that specifically, we all know how we do. But how many of us know why? We'll talk about this a little bit later if I have the time. Please help me with my time. Please. Okay? So, if you want to increase, you have to first of all identify, be involved, invest, and have increase. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, I want us to really get involved today. All right? If you agree with what I'm saying, you say amen. Amen. If you don't, just be quiet. It's for fine. You say amen, I will feel at home. If you don't say amen, I will feel at home. doesn't matter. But it feels nicer when you get response from people. Amen? We're family, after all. Okay. I'm going to be talking about principles on leadership. That's my assignment. Praise God. I've been spending quite a bit of time looking into this, and I'm really thankful to God. I tell you what's done for me personally. It's, it's set me on fire for myself. I walked into church 1983 and I gave my heart to the Lord. Uh, 1984 I got baptized, which was rather a long time ago. And somewhere down the line, through the course of life, you get, you know, you're on fire, then you go through your ups and downs. How many of us know what I'm talking about? Amen. Oh, that's good. I'm not alone. You go through your ups and downs, you have your peaks and your troughs. It's normal. It's normal. Crisis is normal to life. When we're born, there's crises. When we die, there's crises. It's normal to life. And change is something that will come, whether we like it or not. The only constant in our life is change. You will change. If you think you're going to marry someone and they're going to remain exactly the same, you've got something coming. Those of you single people. Yeah. I asked my brothers, I said, what are you looking for? You know, I'm looking for Jesus. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I'll be, I think some of you newly married understand. Ayo, you know what I'm talking about, right? Exactly. Okay. Right, let's talk about, and I, I'm a big one for principles. I like to look at the scriptures and we look at the principles that are found in God's word. Because if we live our lives based on principles, we can't go wrong. It's all well and good mentioning, saying scriptures and reading scriptures. But when you can pick a principle from the word of God and you live according to that principle, you can't go wrong. You can't. And we look at it. Every man and woman in the scriptures, those that were successful lived according to principles that were found on the word of God. Okay, number one. Let's look at Noah. Genesis chapter six. We're going to breeze right through. Okay, you know the story. So I've written, I've sort of, you know, summarized it because of time. My first topic, my first principle I picked is leaders do what is right even when they are alone. Okay, so God was very sad. Let's give a brief. We all know about the story of Noah. God didn't like what was going on in the earth, so he said he was going to destroy the earth. And he looked, I think verse 7, he saw that the man, there was only one person that was good. The Bible says there's none good, no, not one. But God found one person that was good. And he called this man Noah. He didn't call him Noah. He called him. And he said, build an ark. You know? And as a result of that, Noah, his family, the animals were saved. But there's a couple of uh, principles I want to take out of this. 
when God told him to build the ark, he said that he would save his family. Verse 7 says, God said to him, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me in this time. So basically, literally everybody at the time of Noah was doing wrong things. He was the only one that was doing things right. Principle number one, leaders, we're talking about leadership. Leadership or leaders do what's right even if they are alone. Okay, that's the first principle. And this is uh, absolutely important because you know why? It's all well and good when we come to church and praise the Lord, God bless you and everything's cool. But when we go out of those doors and we're by ourselves and that secret moments that we have, that's when God is looking at you to be a leader. When you go to the television and you press that button onto that channel and watch that thing, that's when your leadership counts. Not when, look man, light doesn't get, it doesn't shine out when there's lots of light. We're in a place which is full of light. You know, light is only effective when there's darkness. Okay, so we've looked very quickly at Noah and I'm, I'm, I'm going to skirt rather than go deep because of time, okay? So please just bear with me. Let's go quickly to Genesis 12. Let me read this, verse 1 to 4. Would you put it up for me, please? Genesis 12, verse 1 to 4, because I can't do this and this that quickly. So please, if you can, help me. Right, now the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land I will show you. Uh, carry on. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. And make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. There's a sequence there. And we haven't got time to look at it, but it's fantastic. First of all, please, you're too quick. Go back. I'll make you a great nation, number one. I will bless you, number two. I will make your name great. How many of you want your name to be great? Only a few people. Okay. By the end, we'll... Huh. And you shall be a blessing. So God makes your name great, so you will be a blessing. All of this... It's for the fourth one. So you shall be a blessing. But the point I want to bring out is this. That Noah, um, sorry, um, Abraham was called out of his country. He was called out of his comfort zone. What he was used to. Okay? And God said, go out. Leave where you are and venture outwards. So second principle. Leaders welcome the unknown. Leaders welcome the unknown. You see, great leaders are okay with not knowing the future because they know the truth. You don't have to know the future if you know the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If he created us, he knows us from our beginning to our end. So if I get to know him and he says, Austin, step out, I know him. He knows my end from my beginning. I step out. That's part of leadership. Great leaders or leaders welcome the unknown. And there's a certain level of faith involved there. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If he had seen what was happening, if most of us had seen situations before us, some of us, we wouldn't have gotten involved. Including our marriages. Now, I've got great marriage. 
I've got a fantastic wife. I'll tell you this now. But I know certain situations where people will tell me, man, if I knew this is where it was going to be, uh -uh, I would not have done it. But nonetheless, you've said I do. Till death us do part. So you made that bed, you lie in it. And God will give us the grace to be able to see right through. Amen? Leaders welcome the unknown. Okay? We skip on to Genesis chapter 37. And we go to Joseph. Pastor Joseph. He had a pretty tough life, Joseph, you know. Man, brother selling him into slavery. Telling his father that, you know, some animal had killed him. I'm a dad, man. If someone came and said that to me about my child, I'll be devastated. I mean, how evil must you be to tell your dad that an animal has killed oh man that's just that's dark as they say but this was Joseph's lot in life and what happened then no uh, he was framed by his boss's wife and thrown into prison all because she wanted a piece of him and he was a man of principle some of us have been in that situation I've been in a situation where uh, someone said to me, oh, I like you. I want you. And I say, I'm married. I say, I'm not interested in your wife. It's you I'm interested in. Have you ever been there? Oh, I'm the only one. Okay. Pray for me. I think we need to pray right now. What do you reckon? <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. In the end, though, what happened to Joseph? He became the prime minister, number two in the land. You know, in fact, when he was in prison, he interpreted a dream for someone who was then reinstated, and guess what? The guy forgot him. That can happen to us as well. Sometimes you give your best to someone. You know, you help someone out of a situation, and they forget you. And what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, some of us are thinking, ooh, that's, that's me, that's me. The principle is that Leaders bounce back from tough situations. They bounce back from tough situations. Joseph was in a tough situation because of the calling of God upon his life. And because he was a man of principle, he was able to bounce back from that tough situation. Okay? They have a vision. Without the vision, scripture says the people perish. We need vision. We need vision. We thank God for our pastor. You know, I've known him for such a long time, ever since way back when. He's always been a man of vision. Always been a man of vision. And we thank God. You know, I said to Pastor Joseph the other day, I said, the people in this church are fantastic. No, I, I'm not just saying it to get you to feel, I'm, I mean it. Even in the prayer meetings in the morning, I feel so inadequate when I'm asked to lead. And then after I'm asked to lead, then um, maybe Adiola, one of the other ones, the young ones, I don't even know, will come and lead. And I'm thinking, why couldn't I do that? I mean, that was just structured. That was just, mine is just all over the place. This one is just. Anyway, let's move on to Exodus chapter 3. Right, Exodus chapter 3, uh, fourth principle. How am I doing for time? Okay, now this one is Moses. Wow, this one is Moses. Moses is me. When I was studying this, man, man, it took him two chapters to do what God wanted him to do. 
do we find that we go through that sometimes? God tells you, Todd, I want you to do something. Ah, but God, I'm too white. But, but God, you know, but Todd, go. No, 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 God, I'm too short. No, no, no offense, bro. I mean, yeah. Or, or, or you know, do this. Oh, look, I can't talk. I can't, always excuses. You know, I learned a long time ago, excuses will get you off the hook, but not where you want to get to. That's a principle. It'll get you off the hook. Those of you that turn up late for work, let me just throw this in there. Your excuses will get you off the hook. Oh yeah, I was coming. Elephant came in the way, blocked the way. I hit the elephant, went over the elephant and a tiger came. I slapped the tiger. Look, you can have all the excuses in the world. It will get you off the hook. But it won't get you to where you need to get to because when promotion comes and you go for promotion and your boss says, "Mm, okay, I've got two people here. Who do I prefer? Actually, you know, this one, always an elephant is in the way. This one is all right. That's what's going to happen. And you can't say, well, God, God. Listen, man, stop this God, God thing. So a lot of the times it's us, us, us. We are the ones. We are the cause of our problems. Okay? So Moses was coerced, dragged, kicking and screaming to go and tell the people, let my people go. Principle number four, leaders stick up for their people. That's exactly what Moses did. He stuck up for God's people. Okay, when the time was, when the time came, he was willing to lead. Okay, Joshua 24. I hope you're writing these down because we can't, we haven't got time to go into it. Joshua 24. This is interesting. In fact, let's read this. Can you put this up, please? Joshua 24. And um, let's just browse through it very, very simply. After leading the people into the new land, Joshua offers the Israelites two options. All right? Oh, 24 verse 15. 14, 15, 13, 14, 15. Okay, but I want to look at 15 specifically. It says, um, are we on 15? Is that Joshua 24, verse 15? I've got here, choose you this day. Yes, oh yes, different. Um, mine is the Texas Receptors. One is okay. If it seems evil to you to serve Lord the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Now, this is the secret. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Principle number five. Leaders lead by example. Imagine if he'd given them the, imagine if he'd given them the plan and then let's left it there. They're in darkness, in confusion. He said, look, you've got an option. I'm not going to force you. You can choose to serve God or choose not to serve God. It's up to you. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he gave direction. He gave guidance. It's like that guy that stands at the back and says, onwards, he shouts from the rear. You know when you watch a movie and you see these guys on the battlefront, you see the, the big leader sit standing there and all the little minions are going forward, getting killed, and he's on his horse. That's not leadership. When you watch Braveheart, you see Mel Gibson running, he's, hey! you know, that's leadership. Leaders lead by example, and they're not bossy either. 
Not bossy. Leaders are not bossy. They lead by example. Okay. Let's quickly fly through this because time is going. It's gone. Principle number six. I think I'm probably not going to get through 12. 1 Samuel 17. We're looking at David. And this is a fantastic story. We know the story of David. The principle is that leaders are not afraid of giants. The giants in our life, not afraid. If you look in the scriptures, you'll see in verse 45, David, when Goliath mocks him, David says, you come with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Verse 48, David hurried and ran towards the army. That's supreme confidence. He ran towards the army. When you have the Lord on your side, you are confident. You're not afraid of giants. Amen? Okay, let's move on very quickly. Uh, leaders rise to the occasion. That's Isaiah 6. Please write this down. If I get another opportunity, we might look at this another time. Principle number seven. Leaders rise to the occasion. Isaiah, when he had a dream, you know, um, one of the things that he said was, here I am, send me. And this is what we need. You know, I believe we've got great leaders sitting in our midst, but we need to rise to the occasion. Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. They're ready to take a plunge at a moment's notice. Okay, uh, Daniel. We'll look at Daniel. Principle number eight. Leaders stay determined. We know the story of Daniel. There's something I want to bring out, actually, very quickly. And this is the principle of conviction versus preference. Daniel was a man that lived by conviction. Let me leave you with this, okay? In our lives, there's two things that are happening all the time. We're either living by a preference or living by convictions. When you live by your preference, you can easily be negotiated out of your preference. If you prefer red, and I come and tell you that this one is pink, is better than red. And I tell you enough and enough and enough. Just like what's happening in our media today. You know, you know now we can't have uh, toilets which is male and female. You know, I, you know, the more they put it out there and they keep putting it out, they're putting it out. If you're not convicted about what you know to be true, you will easily be negotiated out of what you know to be true because you're living out of preference as opposed to conviction. God is looking for people that will live. Leadership is conviction. And when you're living by conviction, guess what happens? You will die for your convictions. That's why a lot of people are moving to other religions because they're living by conviction. What do we do as Christians? Oh, well, uh, um, uh, We die for our convictions. I'm not asking anyone to die. But I think you get the point I'm trying to make. Conviction. I'm convicted. I am convicted. Uh, Another thing I must say is that actually, on the flip side, man condemns. God convicts. Man condemns. God convicts. Amen. Let's quickly move on. Principle number nine. Leaders aren't afraid to call it as it is. And this is John the Baptist. You know, when he was out there in the, in, the, in the wilderness preaching and the Sadducees and the Pharisees came and they started to give him a lot of rubbish. You know, they were coming to get baptized just for the sake of. Just like some people come to church. Look, let me ask you a question. Why are you here today? 
Why are you here today? Why did you come through those doors? And when you've come in through those doors, have you come in just to spectate or to participate? Because if you've come to spectate, then I pray that you've received what you came for. But if you came to participate, I know God has met you at the point of your need. Because it's not possible. There's a principle based on God's word. Amen. Okay, so my time is run out. Let me very quickly do principle number 10, which is that leaders are servants. And we'll look at the example of Jesus. Leaders are servants. Okay? All right, amen? Ah, that's John chapter 13 when Jesus was talking about washing each other's feet. You know, and that's just a, I know it's literal, but it's a form of servanthood. It's a form of service. We're supposed to wash one another's feet. Okay? Service. Amen? Uh, last one. Leaders recover from failure. Hallelujah. And we know about the story of Peter. You know, had been with Jesus. You know, denied him three times. A few hours later, he's preaching the biggest revival in, in the book of Acts chapter 2. The same guy that denied Jesus three times now has ushered in the move, the, the first move of God because he recovered from failure. Listen, man, let me just encourage you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. It doesn't matter the mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter. You know, you can recover from failure. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. And finally, before Angela comes, leaders are passionate about what they believe. Passionate. Do you know what the word enthusiasm means? Do you know what the word enthusiasm means? Literally, bro I love studying words. Literally broken down, entheos means in God. In God. An enthusiastic person, a Christian who is boring, <laughs> dead and dry, no passion, hasn't got God. You have to. If you've got God, you're enthusiastic. Bless you. Amen. Amen. Woo! Woo! Amen. There was passion right there. Did you see it? <laughs> okay, we're going to pray into some of the things that they've, been, that they've said. So if you could both come and um, uh, they've got specific areas to, they want us to pray into. So we're going to pray. Um, I'm going to ask you to respond to those things quickly for reasons which are obvious. Um, <laughs> but let's respond to God. It's not, we haven't got to wait. God's already been speaking to us, hasn't he? So as soon as we hear the things, let's respond to what God's saying. So um, let's hear the specific areas of prayer and let's respond to those. And then we're gonna pray. Okay, so um, when I was praying this morning, um, God showed me a vision of someone or a couple of people who had got onto the wrong train and uh, they had gone so far. So that means that you're doing something at the moment that is not the area that you feel God is calling you to and God wants to restore back something that you've lost in your life. And secondly, this is the word that he gave me also for a couple of people here. It's they that walk, walk with many. They that run, run with few. And they that fly, fly alone. So there are people here who are kind of just taken by the wave, right? But God wants you to be a high flyer. 
So if you're willing to kind of step forward and pay the high price, you know what? Nobody tows a plane. You know, like if a, a plane is broken, nobody can tow it. So as you're flying by yourself, as what, um, he was saying, God will give you the wings to rise up to where he wants you to be. Thank you. Okay, so it's about rising up and not being on your own. And the other one was that you're on a path that isn't the right path and you need to be, God wants to change that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was actually given an altar call in four areas. Now I'd like us to close our eyes if we can right now, please. Just bear with me. Just close your eyes. The first area is for those that are struggling with secret sins. This is the first point we talked about, Noah. Doing what's right when we're alone. The second area is those that are battling with fears. In the case of uh, Abraham, it was the fear of the unknown. Uh, in the case of David, it was giants. And in the case of um, John the Baptist, it was man. Sometimes we're afraid of men. I believe God really wants to do something in our lives concerning these areas. Third area is recovery from failure. You know, there's some people in this place that when I was praying, I just felt that you need strength to be able to run the course, to run the race and to finish it. Amen. And the final area is the heart of service. That those that really want God to give them a heart to serve. So if you're in any of those categories, I would like you to stand. We're going to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's between you and the Lord. That's it. I remember, as I said, condemnation might come from men, but conviction comes from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Conviction comes from God. Just lift up your hands right now and just speak to him. The spirit of God is here in a wonderful way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I believe that God really wants to touch. I want um, the worship team, um, uh, the guitar player, Matthew, if you come, please. There's a couple of songs that you sang, which, you know, just, amen. I want us to pray. Let's just really start to pray. Let's start to speak to the Lord right now. Remember the four areas. Just speak to the Lord concerning the area that you need him to move in your life concerning. Amen. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I want us to be bold. That's okay. Just be bold. Just open your mouth and speak to him. Bold. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Move by your spirit. Do that deep work in us, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we ask forgiveness for those sins that we do in secret. You will purify our hearts in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for purification. Hallelujah. Purify our hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to lay aside the sins that so easily beset us. To the weight, help us to lay them aside in the name of Jesus. Help us to realize that you're here. You're here to carry and take our burdens. That we should leave it at your feet in the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you. We come against fears right now. Those of us that are fearful, fearful of the unknown, what tomorrow might bring, what 2018 will bring. Oh God, some of us have been through literal hell in 2017. We think, where will it go? Lord, let us know that there is hope, hallelujah, for the future in the name of Jesus. God, fear of the unknown, fear of giants, Lord, the giants that present themselves in our lives, Lord, whatever it is, Whatever it is, Lord, 
those of us are staring at giants financial giants things that are bugging us bringing us down those bills God the things that we've put around us the, the trappings and the trimmings that are holding us weighing us down God these giants we come against them in Jesus name and Lord we come against the fear of man God intimidation those of us have been bruised wounded God are carrying hurts oh God in the name of Jesus we pray for a release in our spirits right now a release a divine release in the name of Jesus do the work that only you can do I can't reach inside Lord but you can by your Holy Spirit hallelujah God we pray for restoration restore your house restore your people restore me Lord restore in the name of Jesus hallelujah come against the failure God oh you will recover we will recover from failure in Jesus name help us those who are strong to be able to restore these ones in the spirit of meekness in the name of Jesus and father we pray Lord finally for those that desire to serve you oh God for a servant spirit we receive this in Jesus name amen Heavenly Father I just want to pray for um, those people who might be on the wrong path or wrong career or wrong leadership uh, trail Lord I ask Lord that you'll restore them back to the path that you've called them to Father also just bring those people who desire to move away from the crowd and begin to fly to what you've called them Father will you give them the wings and the grace to break through in Jesus name Amen Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, we're going to take up our offering now.